People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their best seller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest hundred percent organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply, see site for details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. We're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. <laughs> and listen, let me just be super transparent with you guys. We are working as remotely as one can. I'm currently on the floor of my mom's closet because I figured the audio would be best here considering the amount of clothes. Julie's in her basement and we're just going to do our best because we can't see each other. <laughs> Actually, this is, yeah. You know what, guys? We can't promise this will be the best, but it'll be something. Listen, I mean, this whole thing that's going on with the coronavirus is, I think, sending everybody into just a spin, whether or not you're concerned about your own health. I think a lot of us are concerned for you know elderly people in our lives or people with immune compromise, whatever the thing is. It's just a scary time. And I feel like we're all just doing our best to kind of you know operate under some sort of normalcy, even though there really isn't any, right? Yeah. It's... Like, I just, obviously, we'll get into the slumbering news. I just want to take a second to acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is like, what the literal fuck? You know, this is this is something we've never seen in our lives. Our parents, most of them have never seen in their lives. Like, this is just, it's just so bizarre. Yeah, it's very strange. And part of me is like, like, I, I like, so, like, wants to talk about it. And then the other part of me is like, what the fuck did we talk about before? Like, can somebody come up with something else? That's the thing, though. It's it's consuming every ounce of our minds. I mean, just as a note, I know, you know, people always say, listen, when you're in a position where you have a platform, you have to tell people about social distancing. Like, you guys know this. nothing has changed for Julie and I because we literally don't leave our houses as is. But yes, obviously, we have all gone. Isabel's in Westchester. Julie's in Connecticut. I'm in Jersey. I haven't left my house, and I don't even know how long, with the exception of going to the grocery store. And let me tell you I something. That. <laughs> let me tell you something. Somebody yesterday... Did I tell you this really? Somebody yesterday in the grocery store, like an aisle way down for me, sneezed. And I'm telling you, it was as if people ran. People literally ran. Like we are living in a different time. No, it's literally so wild. When I was, where was I? Oh, when we found out about Tom Hanks, it was before like the night, it was like Wednesday night that we found out about Tom Hanks. And then Thursday is when shit kind of hit the fan when everyone was like, okay, we're staying inside. So Wednesday night was like our last like night of freedom. And I went out to dinner And I was on the street and there was like not a ton of people, but definitely like a a decent amount. And there was not one person not talking about Tom Hanks. 
everybody you walked by was like, yeah, him and his wife in Australia. Tom Hanks got it. Like it was the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, listen, here's the thing. Like clearly this was happening before Tom Hanks and it's happening after, but it's normal that someone like that, that has such an impact on such so many different types of people is of course like going to be impacting. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to say, oh, now celebrities have it. It's real. Like, no, but that's someone that everybody can relate to. It's different when you hear like, oh, my cousin's friend, you know? Right. Like it's almost one of those things where until you know someone that has it, you kind of convince yourself that it's fake. And then it's like, oh, Tom Hanks has it. Oh, shit. There's a lot of psychological stuff that goes on, which is kind of, you know, something I'm really interested in. Like, what is the long-term psychological effects of this in the sense that when all of this is quote over, like we never, there's no such thing as just resuming full normal life without having this at the back of your mind. Like once you're exposed to this, you're always going to be thinking in a different way. You know, maybe the benefit will be that we'll become just a far more hygienic society. I don't know, but something is so... I well, I feel like the psychological terms on the short, like short term, not long term, are going to be the fact that people are going to go crazy. Like this is something that we can't relate to fully because we're so used to being home. But people are going to start to go crazy in their homes. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, you know, for me, obviously, it's just me and my dad here, and he's my favorite person. I would hang out with him every day of the week, anyway. So it's to be honest, it's not that much of a change for me, but I really, I definitely empathize with so many different types of people. What about the, the, you know, the moms or the the dads who their kids aren't in school. They don't have childcare. Now they can't work. Like there's like a lot. It's definitely, yeah, just a lot. And I just want everyone to know we are, we're in it too. Trust me. But yes, I guess we should make the statement of please take the social distancing seriously. It's not worth it. The drink at the bar isn't worth it. I mean, I think that soon probably they'll they'll announce some sort of giant kind of shutdown similar to Italy, but it's just not worth it. It really isn't. Staying home was kind of nice, honestly. <laughs> just do it. it. For now it's nice, but like it, it's better than the alternative. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, we're going to get into the news. There's stuff to talk about. I, like, like I said, you guys, we are rolling with the punches. We're doing the best we physically can. And uh, <laughs> see how it goes. I know there is video chat software, but we found that the audio, we obviously did a couple tests over the weekend and we found the audio quality of this one was the best. So uh, that's, what, that's where we are right about now, Rachel. Yeah, let's hope for the best here. I think it'll be fine. I think so too. I'm just warning everyone. Like I, I don't want there to be any sort of... Uh, you know, like I want everybody to understand that we are very aware of the current circumstances. My issue also is that I'm like, you know, obviously in a full house, like of people, like my siblings are all home and I went downstairs, but no one was awake for me to tell them. So who the fuck knows? Anybody could walk in at any time. Oh yeah. That's very accurate. I, I locked myself in my mom's closet and my dad knows. I mean, most people don't come downstairs. My dad's office is downstairs. So we'll see. Let's hope he just stays asleep. Okay. I'll do it. I mean, I, I, the reason that I, the only reason that I'm afraid right now isn't because of some noise. It's because I can't, <laughs> I can't watch my dad, so I don't know what he's doing. Where I, I have been on him like white on motherfucking rice, washing his hands a million times a day, drinking water. I mean, he had a dentist appointment today, and I told him if he didn't cancel it, I was taking the keys. So, <laughs> you know, and you know my dad. He's like Emmy, you take the keys. You better run. <laughs> But he's not going, so I know he's not leaving the house. So it's not like an important like thing to go to unless he's got like an emergency dentist. Like, was he just going for a cleaning? No, Julie, he was going for a cleaning. And honestly, CNN truly like could not have done me better because they had some guy on as we were having this discussion that was like, the question was, what if I have a dentist appointment? He was like, listen, here's the thing. 
if it's not necessary, I probably wouldn't go. He's like, it's not that the dentist doesn't keep his office clean, but a dentist is interacting with a lot of people very intimately throughout the day. So like pass on is very easy. And your dad is like literally the definition of like never goes to the dentist and all of a sudden there's a pandemic and he's like, you know what? I got you've cleaned in a while. Exactly. And I was like, daddy, listen, I was like, you, it's really just a routine cleaning. And he looks at me literally like a little kid. He's like, no, I felt like I had a cavity. I was like, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's just, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of articles right now, um, coming out about how like our generation is, of course, is a generalization, but how like our general generation is getting really frustrated by trying to explain to, you know, the baby boomer generation, like why this is so serious. And a lot of what people are saying is the underlying cause is that like, they don't view themselves in the age group to be concerned about. Like my dad is 68 years old with severe heart disease, five stents, two massive heart attacks. And he still views himself as like 40 year olds, no issues. You know, frankly, I think that's a your dad problem because he is the prime demographic. Uh, he's literally the prime demographic. Although I have to say, he obviously hasn't left the house. He's been he has been taking it seriously, but I just it took it took us a little while to get there. But he's he's of course you know he's if your dad wasn't an issue, we wouldn't be doing this podcast remote. Yeah, exactly. There's no way I'm taking any chance. Okay. What do you want to talk about first? Wasn't that a nice little therapy session? I kind of felt calmed. You felt calm? Good. I'm glad. (laughs) I wish I could see you. Okay. Let's start with keeping on the corona trend. Just a little update in in terms of the celebrity world. Um, You know, Tom Hanks and Rita, they released their statement Wednesday night. We find out they're in Australia. He's shooting a movie. They both find it. What happens directly after that is that their son, Chet Hanks, comes on Instagram in this shirtless post, kind of in a video, you know, telling the public that, thank you for your concerns. I just talked to my parents. He's okay. And (laughs) the weirdest thing that happened on our end that I wasn't expecting, and Julie, you'll totally know what I mean, is that we had this outpouring in our DMs of people, not like, oh my God, so concerned about Rita and Tom, being like, oh, Chet Hanks can get it. No, it was like they played hot or not with Chet Hanks because some people were like, oh, Chet Hanks. And then some people were like, ew, Chet Hanks. And it was like, there was no in between. No one commented anything about Tom Hanks. No one said anything about Corona. It was either people thinking Chet Hanks was hot or people thinking he wasn't. Or people or people brutally offended by the fact that he did the video shirtless. Yeah, that was the other thing. Or people thrilled that he did the video shirtless. But I couldn't believe that our DMs turned into like Chet Hanks, hot or not. You know what's funny? I saw a meme that was like, was like, um, the Hanks kids are such a prime example of what happens when you name your kids. Like, Chet, if you name your kid Chet, you'll get a Chet. If you name your kid Colin, you'll get a Colin. That's so funny. Colin also posted, he said, we are so grateful for the outpouring of support from everyone. My parents are receiving excellent care in Australia and are doing well and in good spirits, given the circumstances. Despite the fact that I'm in LA and haven't seen them in over three weeks, we've been in constant contact and I'm confident they will make a full recovery. Listen, obviously we are as Whitney Cummings said, like they, Corona literally chooses celebrities we care about the most to prove a point. And of course we are thinking of them. Tom, I have to say, it's very nice of them to be updating us. Rita put out this quarantine playlist. Uh, Tom is posting. I love quarantines. Oh yeah. It was so funny. Um, I was watching the news with my dad yesterday and obviously they were talking about it and they're like, Rita Wilson in good spirits posting quarantines. And my dad was like, ha. I was like, oh, you like that one. (laughs) Um, Heidi Klum also wasn't feeling well, didn't go to the taping of America's Got Talent. This was kind of a day after um, Howie Mandel showed up in a full hazmat suit. So he did that before he even knew that she wasn't feeling well, which I, I'm sure most of you are aware, but Howie Mandel is a very well-known 
germaphobe. He always has been way before any of this. So I can only imagine what this is doing to his anxiety levels. Um, what happened was her and her, I guess it's her husband or her, yeah, her husband, they couldn't get a test, finally got a test. They're awaiting the results, but she's been home and they're kind of self-quarantined. So we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Rudy Gobert, um, a couple of other NBA players. I don't know. There's there's a lot of people. It, it's just, it, it doesn't discriminate. No matter how rich you are, what race you are, it doesn't matter. Like, No, it only discriminates if you decide to go outside. So yeah, exactly. Stay the fuck inside. Stay okay. the fuck inside. I think I had that child's book. Yeah. <laughs> go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Uh, the one positive thing that has come from this is that you know, the meme community has really band together and we've seen a lot of camaraderie, which I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, some of my favorite ones was the one that's like Lady Gaga. There could be a hundred people in a room. CDC. Not so fast, sweetie. <laughs> oh, good. They're so good. I feel like the memes are really helping people get through this. Me personally, that's the only thing helping me get through this and my dad, obviously. Um, but really thank God for the memes. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank God always for the memes. Julie, that's the that's just like the trend. Like if we actually wrote a um, book, which I hope one day we will, that would be the name. Like thank God for memes. Oh, I love that. Right? It's kind of like the story of our lives. It really is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, final note on on Corona. We are taking this very seriously. We're using humor kind of to get us through it, but I know it's scary. And I feel so lucky that you know I have a roof over my head and that putting food on the table isn't an issue. But I know that that's not the case for so many people and. We really, our heart just goes out to everybody. And I, I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's a scary, scary, scary time. Yeah. But we're going to get through it. No, of course. Every, of course we're going to get through it. Listen, guys, it's, you know, things like this happen. I think we'll be stronger as a result of it, but we can't pretend like the, you know, the interim isn't a scare, isn't scary because it is. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. Um, also, I have to say, John last night did current mood, and one of the things he said, which I think is such good, like just advice, is to get up and like get dressed every day, not just kind of stay in your pajamas because it's so easy to like stay in a robot day. And I have noticed a difference in the days when I actually get dressed. What are you getting dressed in? Because you don't get dressed when we aren't no. in quarantine. Julie, let's not be crazy. It's not like I'm wearing jeans, but like even putting on a pair of sweatpants versus just like staying in my robe. Because I'm like, if I sleep naked, for example. Normally, I'd just like be in a robe all day or like be in a big t-shirt with whatever. So I'm trying to like put on sweatpants and like be a little bit more. I don't think that's what John meant. <laughs> obviously not what he meant. I think he obviously meant like putting on jeans and like a sweatshirt or a sweater, but that's just never going to happen. Yeah. The, yeah. I'm in sweatpants. I have it. I think I've actually been in the same sweatpants, which is the disturbing part. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you. You know, I've been using this time to really like do deep conditioning masks and a lot of spot treatments on myself. And it's, that is one positive of all of this. Yeah. I did a face mask yesterday. Yeah. It feels kind of good. Yeah. It does. I mean, it feels amazing. But that's, a good, that's a good Patreon episode, like favorite self-care. Yeah. I've been reading a lot, which is good. Yes. Same. Same. Have you been? Yeah, I have been. I mean, not, not books. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you meant. No, not books. <laughs> Just so many articles. You know how I always read a lot of articles? I've never read more than I have this week, ever. <laughs> Not books. You know, do you suck me into like 100 pages deep in Little Women? I finished Little Women. No, I know. I'm saying, did you expect that from me? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like confused when you were like, yeah, me too. And I was like, you know how to read? <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I read all the time, just not books.
So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Okay, let's get into our second topic, which is we're not going to get into a whole bachelor discussion because I know that the whole thing has kind of passed. And as I said in, um, I forget where I said it. They got into a whole bachelor discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I, I recognize that this happened like a week ago and I want to just reiterate, you guys come to us for a lot of things. We're really good for a lot of things. We're good for Kardashians. We're good for explaining, you know, emergency breaking news, but Nobody knows The Bachelor better than Chicks in the Office, Rhea and Fran, who are our good friends. And also they obviously have their podcast. So if you're a diehard Bachelor person and for some reason you don't know about their podcast, definitely check it out because they, I mean, they've been following since the beginning. I remember the first time they went on, do you remember this, Julie? The first time we ever went on their Sirius XM show, which was like years ago before we ever had a podcast, it was at the old Barstool office. I remember. And we went in and one of their topics of the day was Colton just being announced as Bachelor. And we had literally nothing to say. Like, like we had to say the only thing they were talking about they were going off they had all of these points for like isn't he a virgin they were like yeah but that's like really not the whole point point." and I was like are you sure I was like are you guys ever gonna have us off again <laughs> yeah um but I just we had a couple of thoughts because we're not bachelor watchers but of course just to be at all you know engaged in the discussion we had to watch the after the final rose and God damn. I mean, you guys know what happened. Barb came at Maddie, guns fucking blazing. And, you know, we know now, obviously, that they are, Maddie and Peter are no longer together. They both released, you know, their individual statements saying they tried, they love each other, or, you know, they're happy for each other, but it didn't work out. I just want to touch on the Barb thing for one second. Do you feel comfortable doing that, Julie? The way I feel about this situation is that I know we're not the Bachelor people, but like I watched this and now I'm just like excited to talk about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I I want to talk about it for myself, not for other people. Same. I just want to talk about it because you and I haven't yet together. Yes. Here's my thing. And I, and I have, I have a couple points to make, you know, as someone in, um, I think I forget where it was. I think it was someone in our Patreon group pointed out and said like, listen, you know, just want to say that Barb's um, Hispanic culture can't be lost in all of this because, you know, um, she said something like, you know, as a, as a Hispanic woman, uh, you know, Hispanic mothers that are very, very involved in their son's lives. So maybe the way she went about it wasn't right, but her wanting to be so involved is is accurate or like is adequate. And my thing is like, 
I totally understand that. And we're Jewish. I mean, there's every stereotype you've heard about overbearing Jewish mothers is true. Surprise. (laughs) Like I get that beyond, I totally understand moms wanting to be involved in every aspect of their kids' lives. Absolutely. My thing was the way that she went about it. And that to me, regardless of anything else is inexcusable. Listen, I'm not even saying I'm a huge Maddie fan. It's not even like I saw Maddie and Peter together. I I get all of her concerns. I don't think that they were the right match. It's not about that. It's about going on live television and embarrassing both your son and his the love, you know, at the time the love of his life in a way that to me was felt so narcissistic and so classless and you know, it's like this whole thing just turned about her and it just it's just not all about you. Here's the thing. Here's what you do. You say, here's what she should have done. She says, you know what? If she felt like she had to say something that wasn't positive, she just says like, I think everybody knows how I feel about this situation. I'm willing to give it a chance. And then you talk about it behind closed doors. That's it. You solve your problems behind closed doors. And if you say like, you know, his whole thing was, he literally said, I'm telling you that I love her. That should be enough. That's the whole thing. It's like, if I, I just, it really, it really, 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 made me so upset. And all I could think about was her parents watching that, Maddie's parents. Could you imagine the level of like just sadness and protectiveness? She she was literally on stage getting harassed by this, you know, his, her, her boyfriend's mom and she couldn't even say anything back. And you know what else was interesting? When she um, said to her husband in Spanish saying like, say something bad, help me. And she thought that people wouldn't notice. Well, that was the other thing. They really did her dirty with the camera. It's like, I don't know if she knew that she was on camera, which is the oh, one. Oh, that bitch knew. Those eye rolls were, yeah, those were for camera. Julie, she was the one who started the Hannah Ann clap. I know. I also, I have to read this excerpt. I posted it on Patreon, but it's so good. I think it was We Met at Acme that posted it, that I saw it. It's from the Washington Post, and there was this whole article about it. I'm just reading this one paragraph because it's so interesting. Even if you're not, honestly, a Bachelor watcher, because I'm, we're not. Um, Peter is an adult who lives with his mother, a woman who knows an awful lot about his sex life. She thinks she knows what's best for her child, who seems eager to please her. And the fact that she is quick to make a big scene explains why Peter was quick to forgive Victoria F. when she would cause drama. It shows us why he is most drawn to the women who keep him at arm's length rather than the ones who process, who profess their love for him, like Hannah Ann. When tears and conflict are how love is modeled for you by your primary caregiver, you develop an anxious attachment style. Peter doesn't need a wife. He needs a therapist. Oh, shit. What a mic drop. I thought too, though. Like, I would, like, uh, also, he lives with his mom. Like, there's there's no degree of separation here. All I have to say is the real winner was Maddie because a couple days after this, she spotted at uh, Target and then hanging out with Selena Gomez. So, really, all's well that ends well for her. No, it really, yeah. They met at um, Hillsong, I heard. There's a lot of shit that goes on at Hillsong. Yeah, I think that it's more of like a friendship dating site than a church maybe sometimes. Like Bumble's shaking, truly. Yeah, literally Bumble is shaking. Although I wonder what they're doing now with the whole social distancing thing. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Um, some church? Maybe. I mean, the other thing is um, that I just wanted to point out was two things. I I run Comments by Bachelor, so like I have to immerse myself in (laughs) (laughs) a little more than I want to. And... Um, you know, after Kelly Flanagan was there at the, after the final rose and 
you know, Chris Harrison like made a point to say that it was important that she was there, which was kind of bizarre. Anyway, Barbara commented on her post being like, so sweet, so beautiful. You have been my favorite all along. And she said that Barbara came up to her at, you know, at the thing and said, like, said that you were my favorite. I was always rooting for you, which the whole thing is just so bizarre. And then rumors came out that she was dating Peter. She shut those rumors down, but she was at Chris Harrison's rosé launch with all the Bachelor people. And she was there with Nick Vile. They posted pictures together. There have been rumors. Rachel Bilson, who was rumored to be his ex, commented on the picture being like, uh, you know, this alone is worth that terrible season. I don't know if that's the case. Honestly, I'm so down for it. Nick, if you're listening, I think she's a class act and I think that would actually be great for you. Strong woman knows what she wants. Um, But that was just a fun kind of thing that came from this. Yeah. I don't know. The whole like, whatever happened to the rumor about the producer? Oh, totally not true. Did she, she posted about him? Like, like, no, me and Pete didn't kiss at midnight, but. I don't know. I still think there's some validity there. Oh my God. Could you fucking imagine, Joy? I always wanted a twist like that. I just feel bad for diehard Bachelor watchers that also watched Love is Blind and now are like, how the fuck am I supposed to watch this next season now that I know what a real dating show is like? <laughs> no, there's no way you think that. Julie, I fully think that. I don't think you can even put the two on the same plane. There's no comparison. Deb, can we have an honest discussion for one minute about Love is Blind? Julie, this is the most honest discussion I've ever had. I literally can't even see you. I'm sitting on the floor of my mom's closet. <laughs> it's not a it's not a real dating show. That's you can't take away from Love is Blind and think it's a real dating show. First of all, that's news to me. Second of all, Lauren and Cameron, spoiler alert, are married. Yeah, but still, it's not like the like the Bachelor is more than like five days in a pod. Let me tell you something, though. I, I think you missed the reason why everyone loves Love Is Blind. I think that you got trapped in this thing where you think it's real and everyone else understands it's a joke. Oh no, I'm fully think I fully think it's real, <laughs> and I need someone out there to back me up because this is like that. Will I'll really question all existences if that's not the case? I mean, listen. Here's the thing: if you actually like. If we're talking from a mathematical perspective first, one second, I think that if you calculated the time that people on The Bachelor spent together, like one-on-one versus the pod, the pod people spend more time together. They were spending 16 hours a day together at one time. You're hard-pressed to get a fucking half an hour with the guy in The Bachelor. No, but they go on like when, first of all, I'm not talking about in the beginning. In the end though, they have a lot of time together. They have yeah. more time together than in the pods. I don't know. Yes. They go to their hometowns. They meet their parents. Like, and I know they did that in Love is Blind, kind of. Like, in Love is Blind, they made it an option. They were like, if you want to meet the parents, you can. Yeah, Damien was like, uh, I'd rather not. Yeah, did, did she ever meet his parents, you think? Oh, at the wedding. At the wedding, yeah. But, or, no, they, I don't even know if his parents were at the wedding. They did not explain that at all. See, that should have been a focal point. Like, that should have been like, and Damien's parents are meeting her for the first time. Well, there's so much. I mean, listen, I think, did I say this on the podcast or I said it on Patreon? Giannina was supposed to call in for our Love is Blind episode and then um, it was just like, it was a timing issue. And I think, like, I think she still wants to come on. And I I know it's kind of past the fact, but I don't care. I would love to do 10 minutes with her and just ask the question. So we should figure that out while in quarantine, maybe for next week. What do you think? Okay, that's a good quarantine activity. Okay. See, it's important to have activities. Yes. Oh, truly. Did I not say that to you? I said, we're going to get to the root of your emotional trauma. No, we're not. <laughs> I said I was like, I said that to you last night. I was like, you're, I was like, this virtual therapy is going to be your favorite activity ever. You don't even have to be in the same room. 
I'm literally shutting my Wi-Fi off. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, bottom line is even if you would agree with Barb's like sentiment, I think that I think there's no excuse, zero excuse for the way that she handled herself. And quite frankly, if I was Peter or if I was her, her child, I do not know how I could, no matter who, no matter what did Maddie did, I can't imagine not having any sort of residual anger or upset or resentment towards my mother, even if you're okay with what she said, just for, for, you know, painting you to look like that. I, I don't know. I'm I sorry. 100%. Okay. Why don't you intro Angelina and Brad? Did you read the um, thing that she wrote? Yes. Okay. So Angelina Jolie wrote an essay for International Women's Day for Time Magazine, where she spoke about the fact that her oldest daughter and her youngest daughter, oh, not her youngest daughter, I'm sorry, Shiloh, the, which is, I think, her middle daughter, had have been in and out of the hospital having surgery. Shiloh had a hip surgery. Her oldest daughter has been the one that's been in and out. And she spoke about like the way her daughters have been taking care of each other in the hospital and the way that she felt that reflected in International Women's Day and how it like for women, sometimes it comes so easily to be caregivers, especially from a young age. And she was kind of talking about how she feels that gets a little bit taken for granted. But she wrote, she wrote like an amazing article about it. It was so interesting. Let me read these two excerpts because they're really good in case you don't have time or don't want to read the whole thing. She goes, they know that I'm writing this because I respect their privacy and we discussed it together and they encouraged me to write. They understand that going through medical challenges and fighting to survive and heal is something to be proud of. I've watched my daughters care for one another. My youngest daughter studied the nurses with her sister and then assisted the next time. I saw how all my girls so easily stopped everything and put each other first and felt the joy of being of service to those they love. I also watched them face their fears with a resolute bravery. We all know that moment when no one else can help us and all we can do is close our eyes and breathe. When only we can take the next step or breathe through the pain so we steady ourselves and do it. And she ended by saying, so my wish on this day is that we value girls, care for them, and know that the stronger they grow, the healthier they will be, and the more they will give back to their family and community. And my message to girls is, fight on, little ladies. Your care for each other will be a large part of your way forward. Hold your nerve, know your rights, and never let anyone tell you that you are not precious and special and, above all, equal. Really nice. Yeah, like amazingly well-written. She is so, so, so intelligent. I think we forget that sometimes, but... She's so active in like, you know, the, like the bigger picture of the world aside from Hollywood. And there are, I think there are times where we really forget that. And she does things like this and it reminds us. Well, I think we just forget it because she's so out of the spot. Like we have become so spoiled with the way that celebrities interact with us, meaning like their audience. And because she's not on social media and, you know, she always has that star, star power, but she's not in our daily lives. I think she's just lost in us. And then she does something like this and it totally reminds us. She's also not really in our, like on our screens anymore. Yeah. Like she's totally taken a step back, which we've I totally We haven't really seen her in a while. Yeah. It's so true. I mean- I'll never forget those days, Billy Bob Thornton, you know, drinking the blood kind of shit, but never forget, never forget making out with her brother, all that weird shit. Okay. This was speaking of other intelligent women. Um, oh, the other thing was, I'm sorry, just going back to the Angelina Julie thing. That's why Brad Pitt was absent from the BAFTAs. Yeah. Which makes his line at his Oscars, his closing line that said, this is for my kids who color everything I do even more kind of like, yeah, I don't know, powerful. Yeah. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because 
realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Moving on to Kate Beckinsale. So as you guys know, Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years in prison. And I guess I should give a trigger warning for verbal abuse here. Kate Beckinsale posted this Instagram last week of her wearing this kind of menswear um, white suit. And she said, these photos were taken at the premiere of Serendipity on October 5th, 2001. We all refused to go because holding a premiere mere weeks after 9-11 with the city still smoking felt like the most insensitive, tone-deaf, disrespectful idea possible. But Harvey insisted. We flew into New York and somehow got through it. The next morning, Harvey called me and asked if I would like to bring my less than two-year-old daughter to his house for a play date with his similar age daughter. I said, okay. I turned up and he immediately called for his nanny to take the babies to another room to play. I went to go with him and he said, no, you wait here. The minute the door closed, he started screaming, you stupid fucking cunt, you cunt, you ruined my premiere. I had no idea what he was talking about and started to shake. He said, if I'm throwing a red carpet, you get in a tight dress, you shake your ass, you shake your tits, you do not go down looking like a fucking lesbian, you stupid fucking cunt. The shock made me burst into tears. I tried to say, Harvey, the city's on fire. People are still looking for their relatives. None of us even felt the premiere was appropriate, much less coming out dressed like it's a bachelor party. He said, I don't care. It's my fucking premiere. And if I want pussy on the red carpet, that's what I get. Screaming, livid. I managed to get myself and my child out of there. And yes, that was one of many experiences I had that there was no recourse for and falls under no felony. But I was punished for it. And for other instances where I said no to him for years, insidiously and seemingly irreversibly. Hearing that he has gone to prison for 23 years is a huge relief to me on behalf of all the women he sexually assaulted or raped. And I hope he will be a deterrent to that sort of behavior in this and any other industry. Having said that, the crimes that are not crimes, the inhumane bullying and sick covert abuse for which there is still no recourse no matter who you tell, and I did tell, these two need to go. I hope and pray that we we as an industry can start to actually outlaw all abuses of power and expose them and eliminate them for all genders, forever and and Rosa, forever and Rosa Brava. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's the thing though, like everyone has a story about him. Not even like there, I mean, there are obviously two types of stories about him, which is what she was kind of explaining, but everyone has a story. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, you know, it's crazy. It's like, I obviously have never met Harvey Weinstein. I have no interaction with him, but just the paint, the picture that has been painted of him in recent, um, in recent days, like when I was reading her telling that story, couldn't you totally see him saying that? Like, I felt like I could see him in action. Absolutely. It's just so on brand. He's such a disgusting human being. And I talked to my friend Julia about this a lot because she's a big like prison abolitionist and really um, is not for prisons, which I 
at the core of it agree, but at the same time, it's like this, there's this really weird kind of duality in the sense of like, I do think that prisons are inhumane and at the core of it, I don't believe in it. That being said, I do want him locked up. So it's like, where do you, it's this really weird place to find yourself in, you know, like fundamentally disagreeing with the prison system and recognizing that it's so messed up, but also fully wanting him to go. And like, you feel like such a hypocrite. Well, I think Um, more about, I think it's, I think it's more about reform than anything else. I think it's about using it appropriately in my opinion. Yeah. But um, there are people that like, that's not their opinion at all. You know, some people believe that prisons shouldn't exist at all. And then it's like, okay, well then, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a hard topic. And I don't think that there, we don't yet have a solid way to like fully understand that because um, every, I would be lying if I said every ounce of me didn't want him to get as much time as physically possible. Yeah. I want him to be in there for as long as humanly possible. Yeah. Personally. Um, Okay. Moving on. I just like this. It's not like news breaking. I kind of just liked it and wanted to talk about it. Um, so Nick and Vanessa Lachey, Vanessa was a guest on Nikki and Brie Bella's podcast. And she talked about keeping the spark alive in their marriage after having three kids. And she said, quote, I'm in the shower and I'm like, I have a full day. You have a full day. It's either now or never. The kids are at school. It happens. And then later that night, if you get like the cherry on top, great. But if not, we already did shower sex. And she basically said like, I say babe and he knows exactly. So basically saying like, we make shower sex a part of our daily routine. If we get it later on, great. But if not, we already did it once. Good for those crazy kids. Number one, good for them. Number two, I I really feel like I'm getting to know them throughout this whole Love is Blind press tour and experience. And I'm a fan. Oh my God. Yeah. How can you not be? I really am. Also, the real taste of them was the whole Jessica Simpson present situation. And I felt like that, like aside from everything else that happened this year, if I look back on 2020, I'll be like, oh, Jessica Simpson never sent that gift. Like yeah. I would be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they never sent the gift. I mean, yeah. Send that gift to Jessica Simpson. Like I'll be okay as long as my memory of 2020 includes that moment. I, happening. I so agree with you. Um, also, like, int- like I just in terms of what she actually said. Listen, different strokes for different folks. Everybody has their thing. I just know personally myself. There's no way that I could be satisfied from shower sex. Like I'm, I'm so intrigued. I almost want to have a conversation with her. Like, what are you doing differently? Yeah, I would agree with that. I would have some questions for her, definitely. Yeah, and I know a lot of it probably has to do with like shower size, but I I mean, I have a pretty decent size shower. That's not the issue. I just feel like it's so hard to, this is like- Maneuver, maneuver is the word. Well, yeah, I mean, this is just like such a personal thing. Obviously, everybody is different and everybody's body is different. But like for me, there's literally, I could it would be the hottest shower sex in the world. I'm never gonna orgasm from shower sex. It's just not gonna happen. So I guess I'm just like curious as to the methods that they've figured out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk to them about it. We'll talk to them about it. Vanessa, if you're listening, I would love some tips because personally, I need to be lying down or on top. I just like, I can't do it standing up, but hey, maybe one of these days. Um, <laughs> what? I, I, you know, I'm aware that I'm home. I can't even like explain it to you. <laughs> Wait, you know, it's like, you know, people say on TikTok, like, oh, you guys are getting way too comfortable on this app. Too comfortable on this app. I feel like I'm getting way too comfortable on this podcast because I'm literally sitting on the floor in my parents' house, in my mom's closet. Like, what are, what's happening? I don't know. This is the weirdest thing we've ever done. <laughs> Do this whole setup is like, I, I can't even explain to you how weird the setup is. 
I love it though. I'm having this so much fun. I hope we do not have to do this every week. <laughs> okay, moving on to Ben Affleck. We just wanted to uh, make an update that him and Anna Diarmas, who we know are dating, they're continuing to spend time together in LA after coming back from Cuba and Costa Rica. Again, he's 47, she's 31. Now, not citing that. Don't come at us in our DMs. Why does the age matter? It matters because if we didn't say it, people would ask us. So I'm just stating all of the facts. I have no judgment on the situation. Um, per Us Weekly source, quote, Jen, meaning Jen Gardner, has completely moved on from Ben in a romantic sense. She considers him a friend, thinks he's a good dad to their children, and respects him. They said she's happy in her own life and supportive of him and happy for him and his relationship. She also is currently apparently dating businessman John Miller. What a, what a run-of-the-mill name. I was just going to say, like, it's like if it wasn't Jen Garner, I'd think it was fake. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought it's like, why not John Doe? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I know one person named John Miller. He's a really nice guy. Um, John Miller oh, sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, John he's Miller. Guy. Well, I know he's the kind of guy. He's the kind of guy, if he, if he sees that your uh, newspaper is still in your driveway, he'll bring it in for you. He'll bring it to your front door. That is a stand-up guy. Right. That is a stand-up guy. Yeah, it's you so don't true. Find that every day. John Miller has a lot of qualities of Steve Diamond. Is that not true? <laughs> I don't know much about John Miller, but from the way you describe him, absolutely. John <laughs> <laughs> Miller. But I, don't, I have no idea. I was just saying the name. Imagine it turns out he's like a total scumbag and like cheats on her. In that case, he is. He makes zero comparison to my dad, and I'm sorry that I ever said that. But I hope it doesn't happen. I can't. <laughs> there, there's so much like being lost in translation translation i feel like between us not being together <laughs> i kind of don't think so i think we're so telepathically connected i don't know um wait la- wait i have to tell you guys something um la- a couple of days ago i was sending julie a voice note and i forget i totally forget what it was about but i was like basically building up to a point to like i didn't say the person's name and i said at the end and like 20 seconds in, she just texts me the name. It and was, I was not Tyler Cameron. <laughs> Tyler, she's like, Tyler Cameron. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh. Like, like, yeah, I said that. I was like, oh, I know. I'm sorry. I like to do this thing where I guess what you're going to say in your voice notes before you say it. Like, but I guess you don't know that I'm doing that. <laughs> I, like, I do that a lot. Do you not realize that? No. I don't know. I guess I'm like playing a game with myself. It's fully a game with yourself, but it was just so funny when that happened. Um... Also, Jenna Dewan and Steve Kazzy had their baby on March 6th. His name is Kayla Michael Rebel Kazzy. Um, on Tuesday night, his, Steve kind of explained how they came to that name. He said, quote, Callum, Gaelic for drove because he has been so sweet and peaceful. For oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> for dove. I, I'm sorry. Uh, Gaelic for you dove. <laughs> oh, please. Gaelic for dove because he has been so sweet and peaceful since landing in our arms. And then he said, Michael, my middle name, Rebel turns out to be the most meaningful of the lot. I wanted a way to honor my mother. Her name was Reba, but from a very young age, her father called her Rebel. And so Kayla Michael Rebel Cassie was born. I love that. My, I have to say, like, um, my cousin had her baby uh, last week and she had like a virtual bris because uh, obviously considering the circumstances and she named him after my mom who obviously passed away in 2018. And I didn't realize how touched I could be from a name, like from, 
like I always, like for example, my middle name is after my great grandma and I recognize that and I always loved it, but it's never been so personal to me where I was like brought to tears by someone explaining it and like the reason they chose that. And it was just so special. And like I said to her, I texted her and her husband after, I was like, I can't tell you how much my dad and I appreciated that. Like it's a huge honor. It really is a huge honor. It's like, this is your name. You're calling your kid this for the rest of your life. And I don't know. I, so I, I, I can understand why he wanted to do that for his mom. Did you think that they were going to do that? Do you think they were going to name her after mom? Or were you surprised when you found out? I was shocked. Not I, I, I thought that they would have wanted to like on some level, but I, it's hard to find, like, it's hard sometimes to find a name that works, you know? Yeah. I mean, also it's like, usually they do like a middle name or a Hebrew name. Like the, your, your cousin's first name is because of her. Yeah. Which I thought was just really special. Um, so yeah. Uh, also, this is, re- I'm sorry that this is so sad, but so you guys know Tyler Cameron's mom passed away just February 29th, apparently from a brain aneurysm. And he, you know, didn't s- speak too much about it, understandably so. And last week he posted a video of his mom's hospital bed, you know, her on the hospital bed being walked through the halls of the hospital. And he wrote, we are watching as our family saying our final goodbyes to our mother. We did the walk of honor with her as she proceeded to the OR to have surgery to donate her organs so she could give her final gift here on this earth, more life. We are so grateful with how Donate Life America was able to help us through these tough times. And, you know, he said, like, we went through the most difficult times in our lives. She was the ultimate service. She gave us everything she had. And, oh, I don't even know what to say. My heart just aches for him. You know, this was so special. Did you see Wells' comment on it? Um, he wrote yeah. as someone who's marrying a woman whose life was saved by an organ transplant. I thank you and your family sending good vibes your way. Yes, I did see that. It's, I f- totally forgot about that. You're so right. I think he said in the end of his thing, he was like, it's, I had a hard time deciding if I should share this, but I wanted to share the video with you guys so that, you know, it could possibly get others to say yes to donating their organs, which yeah. is, I do think it's true. A lot of people don't have organ donor checked off, even though they are seemingly okay with it. And like, I mean, you remember what I went through last year with my friend yeah, when of there was nothing scarier than waiting in that room, like hours going by waiting if they're going to, you know, are you going to get a liver? Are you going to get a liver? And then like, it's so weird because you're sitting there and on, in a weird way, even though you're not intentionally doing this, technically you're almost like praying for someone to die. Obviously that's not intentional, but like you need to, that's the only way to get the organ. And it's this very bizarre experience that goes on. And I thought that this was a, I thought what he did was really, really, yeah, like, it was really special. A really special thing to do. Yeah. Um, also, Hannah Brown went down to Florida to be with him. Apparently, it's not romantic. I just thought that that was really nice. Yeah, there was a lot of videos going around of the two of them together. I actually, I like had a feeling it wasn't romantic. I feel like this is the time when like people you know or people you trust or you've had relationships with like come out. People so it made sense to me that she was down there. Oh, they come out of the woodwork and they don't have, they've never had like a negative. I mean, there was a little weird shit with the whole Gigi thing, but they don't have a negative rapport. Yeah. Um, and again, listen, obviously Tyler, my heart goes out to you. I know what that is like, and it's not easy. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. 
And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Do you feel comfortable moving on to the award ceremony? Yes, let's do it. Okay, first nominee is Doja Cat for Clapback. She posted a video and someone wrote, get rid of those cankles. And she responds, I can't. All the men in your family keep telling me to keep them. I just, I loved it. I love a Doja Cat making her, her way into the into the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, we know her from TikTok. Let me tell you something, she's a star. Have you watched her videos? She's a star. Julie, have I watched her videos? Come on. Uh, January Jones posted a picture of herself and someone commented, yikes, awful picture. You look 42 in this one. And she responds, oh, thank God. Maybe I won't get carded tonight. Like what? That was a weird comment. Like also 42 is it old. So that was my like question. That's the whole thing. I, literally the war on age is the weirdest. It, it's the most like toxic thing. It's just the most confusing thing also. Like, because the other thing in Hollywood is that like, if you don't look your age, you get so much shit for it. It's like you had so much work done. And then if you do, you get told you're old. Like you, you actually can't win. The other thing is she's 43. So like, thank you for the compliment, asshole. Yeah. Like what? So weird. Do you want to know who the winner was? Yes. It was, drum roll please, January Jones. Oh my God. Congratulations. As nominated by our Patreon. Patreon. Um, also. 
Emily Gordon, who's Camille Nanjiani's wife, posted a picture of him on the cover of Men's Health. The caption, good morning, and Judd Apatow comments. Is that what I'm supposed to look like? Is this why Leslie is sad? (laughs) (laughs) I live for a Judd Apatow comment. Not only a Judd Apatow comment, a Judd Apatow comment that references Leslie Mann. Are you kidding? I love Leslie Mann. I wish every single movie, comedy, horror, anything, she was the mom in. I, Julie, I couldn't agree more. Best I mean, no movie is complete unless Leslie Mann plays your mom in it. Yep. 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 I mean, listen, my, my movie knowledge is scarce. We all know this. I can't lie. But, and I, please don't make fun of me for what I'm about to say, Julie. 0% part of me is saying that this is some sort of cinematic genius, okay? I know that this is not like the best as movies go, okay? I just have to say, one of the most pleasurable experiences I have had at an actual movie theater was watching the other woman and her become this boss ass bitch. Wait, you think I was going to make fun of you for saying the other women? Yes. I watched a movie once a month. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. I am the queen of rom coms. Isabel made a fucking Nancy Meyer spin wheel for us to decide what movie we were going to watch while we were home. Do not worry here, okay, kid? Okay, I feel safe. Thank you. You feel bullied by me that you can't mention movies? Oh my God. Yeah, all the time. Why? Well, I don't blame you for it because like it's, it's so, it's like I'm an easy target. Like for example, if I say something that's like, and you're like, oh, you think that like you, you so easily could be like, Emma, you think that's profound? Come on. Like I, I recognize my lack of, my lack of movie knowledge probably makes my choices sound really unintelligent, but I'm, I'm acknowledging that that one isn't like, I can't compare it to like, you know? I, know, I understand what you're saying, but I think there are like different genres of movies. Like, I think that you can enjoy a rom com as much as like a Shawshank. Yeah, I Ooh. love the other. Have you ever seen The Women? Yes, I have actually. That's the best one too. Um, the second one was Courtney Cox. She posted a TikTok of herself saying, "Could this be why Coco and Johnny are socially distancing themselves from me?" And Matthew Perry comments, "Hi, honey, what the hell just happened?" <laughs> so good, Matthew won that one. By the way, obviously, I mean, listen. A lot of people said like Judd Apatow's comment was technically funnier, but you're never not going to vote for Matthew Perry on Courtney Cox while she's TikToking. Also, he called her honey. Also, this was one that I posted when um, Julie was asleep, and I was so excited for her to wake up and see it. I was really excited. What did you see? What happened? I woke up and I like wrote yes before I like even really opened my eyes, and then I looked at Instagram and I was like, oh, you did it two hours ago. <laughs> Well, no, but it's because it's everything we love. It's Matthew Perry, Courtney Cox, and TikTok. And there's nothing I love more than an excuse to integrate TikTok into the mainstream world of Instagram. It's like, people are like, oh, what's this dance she's doing? It's like, oh, please. Uh, I know. I'm with you, kid. I love it. Also, on a TikTok note that I just want to mention, yes, I saw Addison Rae dyed her hair brown. Yes, I fucking love it. Can we have an honest discussion about David? Oh my God. Yeah, obviously. What do you think? Addison, Madison, Beer, or neither? Dobrik is who we're talking about for the for the audience that was confused. Well, let's, let's, let's give one second of background. Obviously, you guys know who Madison Beer is. Addison Ray is this TikTok star who's absolutely blown up. She's up to like 23 million, trailing right behind Charlie. And Addison has been hanging out a lot with David recently, which isn't isn't uncommon. I mean, he always does that when people blow up in the digital space. There's been dating rumors with both. I I don't think it's I think as much, Julie, as I would do sick shit for that to be the case, I really don't think it is. Either of them? I really don't think it is, even though I would do sick shit for it to be the case. And can I tell you why? Yeah. I think that as much as David is like, you know, a 20-whatever-year-old social, I think that he, like, 
his level of taking the business seriously is so high that I don't think he's going to hook up just for fun in case it could ever impact like his ability to film with people or the, or the vibe of the group. Like, I think that he puts that so much higher than his like sexual needs. And honestly, I think he, you know, I think lies is the love of his life. Um, and I think he has these friendships with these girls. I'm sure he finds them ra- like crazily attractive, but I don't think it's happening. Do you think I'm wrong? I just think that that's a really valid reason for him and Natalie not to get together. I think for Madison Beer Addison, like they lift easily in and out. They're not a, like they're not a stationary part of the vlog squad. So if one day they're doing a video and the next day they're not, it's not like what happened to Madison Beer. It's like, okay, he moved on to the next viral sensation. Yeah, I guess. Unless he, I mean, maybe he doesn't think about it that way, but like logically, David, I'm letting you know that if you want to hook up with Addison or you want to hook up with Madison and they're down for it, don't let the business stop you. No, oh, um, of course not. Don't. I'm just telling you what I think his mindset is. I think like his worst nightmare is to be like seen as at all like a fuckboy kind of thing. Like I feel like he wants to stay. He likes being the puppet master, and I mean that in such a positive way. And he likes staying a step above. Um, That's why I think that him and Addison would be so good together because. They both, I say this all the time, they both have the cute hot thing and that's not an easy thing to achieve. Yeah. It's really not easy. Equally cute and equally hot is not easy. No, it's not easy. That's not, like, who's in, I'm trying to think of another example like that in Hollywood, like actual Hollywood. Um, because cute is so much a personality. Like Hilary Duff? Yeah. That's, that's kind of one, one, but she, yeah, that's a good one. Um, see, it's not easy. Some could argue, I'm not saying I agree, but some could argue Vanessa Hutchins. Oh, and Vanessa Hutchins is getting a lot of internet attention since her breakup. Have you seen that? Julie, it's everywhere. A lot of Instagram attention. Yeah. A lot of TikTok attention, a lot of Twitter attention, a lot of internet attention. Yeah. Speaking of- Actually, I think that's a really good option. I just don't know her personality well enough. Yeah. I'm thinking of her as a video where she moans, No. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of her as Gabriella. Well, that's unfair. I know it is. I'm. I'm. I, that's why I was just showing my hand so you can understand. Yeah. Um, that's a fun game, though. To think of that yeah, is. I I love quarantine games. Oh my god, Julie, we can do so many. Yeah, we can play so many games. Julie, it is. Well, last night, fa- literally falling asleep, we're making our list for like what we're gonna do tomorrow, and it's like. Make my dad go viral on TikTok, which I haven't posted one video of him because he really doesn't want me to. But I think it's like quarantine. I have an excuse. Don't you think all bets are off? No, he really doesn't want to go viral. But just one quarantine video? Fine. One card trick video. But if it goes viral, he's going to be upset with you. I know, I know. (laughs) How would you like it if you went viral? I would literally hate it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Moving on to the Kardashian recap, if you feel comfortable doing so. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Can I tell you what I feel like right now? What? Two things. I feel like in SpongeBob, Plankton's girlfriend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm Plankton and I'm talking to his girlfriend. And I also feel like the I haven't been in this situation yet, but people post about it when it happens when you go to like an urgent care and your doctor is a robot, like via the face. But that's hilarious. I feel like both of those things. The way I feel is that when I, when I was younger, like in middle school and you would like VC with your friends, remember 
Yeah. I would be like so loud on video chat because there would be so many of us. Because remember, you could video chat with four people at a time that my dad would get annoyed. And if I wasn't quiet, he would shut the Wi-Fi off to like get me off to stop to be like, you need to be quieter. And I keep getting nervous that my dad's going to be like, shut the Wi-Fi off because I'm talking too loud. (laughs) Donald, please, this is our business on the line. (laughs) You won't do it. I just like keep having this flashback of me and Jillian on video chat in eighth grade and him being like, that's it. The Wi-Fi is going up. That's so funny. I feel like my mom's bags are talking to me. Um, Okay. I have to just start the Kardashian recap by telling you guys, if you did not watch Kim's video of Chicago, it's so important that you pause this podcast or you do it while listening and you watch it right now. I, I don't, I don't have words. There are no words. Here's my thing with quarantine. Like all I want is more kid videos. Like my thing with the Kardashians is like, and I've been thinking about this a lot, is like, okay, you're obviously not afraid to post your kids. Like you're not not posting them at certain times because you don't want people to see them. Like everyone knows what they look like. I could pick those kids out of a lineup with my eyes closed. You know what I mean? Like all I want now is for you to post a million videos of your kids. I will never, ever, ever get sick of them. No, never. Chrissy was giving us a lot of Luna content. Oh my God, Luna, baking that cake. I can't. This video of Chicago, though, she's singing and she's like, rain, rain, go away. Little Sami wants to play and you see Sami. I love their quarantine fort. They they have doll versions of Kim and Kanye. Oh, my God. So cute. Did you see when Kim goes into the fort to like show us the 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 like stuffed little things of her and Kanye that they have? And they're like sitting across from each other, the the toys, and she like puts them next to each other. I know. I, I, and it's actually such a small thing that I noticed also. She like, oh moved the dolls. There was no reason. She picked up Kanye and put it next to her. That was kind of adorable, honestly. It was really sweet. I um, wonder more people realize that. Yeah, me too. That Chicago video, it fucked me up for like attorney. I mean, first Kim at the beginning of the week post post Chicago in the all pink outfit with the pink Fendi. And then I felt like, oh my God, we'll never get another video like that for a week. And then a couple days later, we get her in that nude fucking tracksuit singing that Sami wants to play. Are you kidding me? Chicago is going to be a singer. Let me tell you. If I was the rain, like I literally would have gone so away. Like, I, <laughs> no, like, how can you not after hearing that? I just, I, I don't, I don't even know what to do. That one, that one fucked us up for a little while. We like had to pause all business operations. We were in the middle of sending an email. I was in the middle of sending an email to the accountant, and I was like, I need a minute. It was so cute, and then the video of rain. Oh. Rain's like, I need you something, and she's like, what? And Courtney's like, what is it? And she was like, he was like, no, it's good. You have to taste it. like it's milk. It's this, and she's like, it looks like soap. And he's like, no, just taste it. It's delicious. And then he's there. She's like, okay, what is it? And she's like, well, it's soap and glitter and shower water. And she's like, what the fuck, Rain? <laughs> oh my god, he's so cute. He's so many of level. A lot of my guy friends like sent me that and I was like, oh my God, she's so cute. I was like, no, it's actually a boy. <laughs> um, also, Kim posted for Tristan's birthday. She tweeted, happy birthday uh, at Tristan. Happy, And then she posted the two, she posted two Instagram stories. One, both saying happy birthday. One of her and Kanye uh, courtside of his game when everybody said that she was booing him. And the other one of her and Tristan in that infamous video where she showed like, did he unblock me yet? And it says on the other one, I think this is the only picture we have together. It's interesting. She was the only one that posted for him. 
a lot of people are saying that, or a lot of people are speculating that him and Chloe are back together. And that's why I do not think that's the case. No, I don't think so either. I mean, if they were back together, they can never, ever, ever be public about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to go on record and say, and listen, I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. I'm going to go on record and say 0% part of me thinks that Chloe and Tristan are back together or even romantically sleeping together or anything like that. Well, she posted last night also the picture of her and True and wrote, the only thing I, I need you to remember is how much your daddy and I love you. Yeah. Which I is still, an interesting caption. She looked a little like Stormy in that picture, didn't she? True? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, It was an interesting caption, although I just think it's strong co-parenting and Maybe I'm just being naive and I just don't want to believe it, but I do think that Chloe is stronger than that, or I'm choosing to believe Chloe is stronger than that and has more self-respect than that. And while I would never judge her regardless of what decision she made, I really hope with everything in her that she does not go back to that narcissistic asshole. I agree. Honestly, I wish I could say I wouldn't judge her, but I would. Also, by the way, I don't, like, I don't, I think people were really judging Kim for posting that. I don't. It is still the father of your niece. Like, I, it's not like she's saying you're the best guy in the whole world. She's posting happy birthday. Let her fucking live. Think about how many people you don't like that you say happy birthday to. Yeah, no, totally. I think the, I think people were just surprised A, because she was the only one that did it and B, it's probably because she was the most harsh on him that she felt like she had to. But the yeah. other discussion that keeps coming up is like, okay, if you're going to post for him, I always see this on online. Like she's like, okay, if you're going to post for him, then you better post for Jordan. It's like, no, Jordan's not involved in their lives at all anymore. It's not like a forgiven or an unforgiven thing. They've just gone separate ways. Right. And Jordan, Jordan wants them wishing her a happy birthday either. I mean, that would that would just be weird. I mean, that would be the most bizarre thing ever. Right. Like Jordan didn't have a always be linked to Tristan. That's the thing. Even though Jordan and Tristan were equally as guilty, and in my opinion, Tristan was a lot more like, quote, guilty in all of this, it, it, there's still... There's no Jordan is not familiarly tied to the family. Exactly. Yeah. She was at one time, obviously, but she's I just like think that like if I think that it is mutual at this point between Jordan and the Kardashians. I do not think that she's trying to get back in and they're not letting her. I think she has gone her separate ways. She's living quite literally her best life, and I think she's happy like that. She's never like I can't I speak think she's to happy her. to be out of that shadow, quite frankly. I can't speak to how she's doing like emotionally or mentally, but I can speak only physically because that's the only thing that I have seen of her. And she, I'm talking just like face. I'm not making any judgment. She has look, never looked more beautiful in my opinion. She is radiant. Yeah, she's, she's glowing. She's literally glowing. And good a, for her. Yeah, good for her. Totally. I have no, I have no hatred towards her. None at all. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's it. You know, Julie, I have to say this could have gone so much worse. I was really nervous before we did this. I never, Julie doesn't really get nervous and she was like really nervous. Not about like talking, just about the technical side of it. I I just like, I mean, listen, we haven't listened back yet. So let's not like jinx anything. But I was really, really, once I took my headphones out and I think that created a huge difference because there really wasn't any lag. But before we did that, there was a lot. We spent all day yesterday trying to figure out how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It was much more seamless than I thought it was going to be. Yes. It absolutely was. Well, I think that's all for this week. We'll be back. I mean, for today, we'll be back on Wednesday with a bonus episode. Not sure exactly what it's going to be on, but oh, yeah. be I was going to say, what do you want to do for that? I don't know. We have to figure it out. We want to do something that is enjoyable, something that brings a smile to, 
to your faces in light of all of this. Also, I have to call to figure out with Simon what the deal is. Maybe he'll call in on Wednesday. Oh, that could be fun. I just like don't, I want to see how this is. I don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up like from a, you know, logistical perspective. I like when we plan at the end of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, we probably should do that off air. Anyway, we love you guys so much. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. I know this is really scary, but this too shall pass. And stay inside. Stay inside. Use common sense. It's not. <laughs> you're going to say use a condom. And I was like, yeah, that too. Well, that too. I mean, you know what? Listen, there's going to be a lot of kids in nine months. So definitely use a condom if you are not trying. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we will see you on Wednesday. We hope you can be a little bit of a light during this really bizarre time that we are all in together. Right, kid. And also, if you're bored, there's no better time to leave a nice review if you like it. But this, listen, if you're like not into the podcast, it just feels like there's so much negativity in the world. I just feel like a, a mean review isn't needed. But if you feel like you want to spread joy, it would make our day. Yeah, like if you have something mean to say, just inbox it. We can handle it, but like we don't need to, don't take us down on the process. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, love you guys. Let's talk about baby making for a second because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.